Hello, friends and family, YouTube, Facebook, people around the world, and welcome to today's podcast on the Get in the World Ministry. I, my name is Reverend Trent Morrison. I'd like to welcome my friends that are here with me today. Man, introduce yourself. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, my name's Chris. And, um, well, happy to be with you guys today on this uh, podcast and in our midst of our study that we've been doing is spiritual identity crisis. And we all can witness to that today within our own life. But before we get started, friends, today, I'm going to pray before we get started and asking God to to be with us and with his strength to be around us today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come in your presence, Lord, as we unlock your world. Lord, help us to hide your world within our heart, Lord God. And Lord God, that your world is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I pray, Lord God, to surround us as we understand it, Lord, to apply it in our life. I pray, Lord God, knowing that it directs our steps. I pray, Lord God, to be with our conversation today. Pray for each person that's watching right now, that their hearts will be enlightened by of who you are and Lord, what you want them to be. I pray, Lord God, to surround our time today. And Lord, Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory because all these woes coming not from just from us, coming through us, through you. I pray, Lord God, to help us. Lord God, surround us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We've been looking at the spiritual identity crisis. We see it's a big whirlwind in our society today with spiritual identity. Identity theft is going on a lot today. If you're in the financial world today, it is a huge thing in businesses today. No matter what we are going through today, how to protect yourself, how to do this in, in your day-to-day basis within your business, no matter where you're at today. I know within churches today, it happens within that. But I want to tell you this. It's not just a spiritual identity. It's a spiritual identity crisis. It's also a physical one, but more is this. It's a spiritual one. How the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy in the midst of our own life today. As men and women today, our families, telling us apart from God. That's what the enemy wants to do in the spiritual identity. It's not saying of who we are, but saying who we are in the, in the world's eyes. But... God said, we're a child of God. We represent him no matter what we're doing today. This is what we're going to do today is we want to uncover the heart of uh, identity in Christ. The marks of identity. What does it say? That who I am in Christ, what we are supposed to do as his people. What God designed us to do within a world today that's around us. What do we do? And we're going to cover a lot of different things, some obstacles, some barriers, some ways that we can help us move through. And we want to read a couple of scriptures. I just want to get you guys' brains working here. Is The full scripture is in the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1. I think Nick is going to read it um, for us. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 and 7. Yeah, so uh, Jeremiah 1, 5 through 7 says, uh, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. 
I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send to you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Mm. I'm going to pause right there before we get to the next one. What does that say to us as, as individuals today? In God's eyes, we were formed. We were made into him. God knew us. That's knew us. He knew us before we were even born. To me, that speaks to a lot of different people today. Maybe have skeptics about of who God is. A lot of people have questions about that within our world. Because the enemy wants to put lies, wants to put a lot of distractions in people's mindset, like barriers or walls. How do you guys want to... Um, how do you guys speak within that, within our world today, Chris and Nick? You know, I, I it's very interesting that how you talk about that he knew you, right, in the womb. And he knew what he created. He knew what the potential was. He knew what he had planned for you. And it's just like when you're a child and your parents ask you, what do you want to be? And it's I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a, a, a chemist, I want to be whatever it is. There's no limitations to it because you haven't put social barriers or you haven't put your limited thought pattern into it, right? So you're limiting the potential of God anytime you say, I am what this, or I can only do this, right? He built you to do this. He's mm. not, it wasn't a question. It's, are you going to accept it and take on the challenge to become what he built you to be? Or are you going to stay where you are and never reach your, your, your purpose or, you know, your potential? Mm, amen. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, Nick? What do you uh, see from it? Well, according to the scripture itself, how it speaks to me is that, you know, God already set the standard in text in writing in the Bible to begin with. And I feel like uh, throughout uh, society itself, you know, as, as the ages have, have grown, uh, uh, different perspectives here and there, different uh, you know, denominations and the you know, structures of people and how they view uh, God in certain ways because of how, the, how it's been interpreted. Um, we have to remember, acknowledge, and give respect mm. to what's already been written in the Bible to begin with. You know, that text is very old. And when it means that it's been very old, it means it has a lot of time already elapsed into it. It has uh, it has a good amount of legacy, uh, you know, part of that, and that legacy is tied to you know God's standards that He He has already written, you know, for us to uh, take from. Versus us, you know, more or less just interpreting it from the uh, you know sort of string and cup that we hear from you know throughout the ages instead. Mm. And I feel like a lot of that has been. Uh, unfortunately, you know, distorted, you know, from, from how yeah. we, we, we've taken things, how we've been taught, you know, like how, you know, some Sunday schools may have been, you know, like how our, uh, you know, some households, you know, interpreted their perspective of, you know, uh, God and what his standards are for each and every one of us versus as a community. And mm. it, has, it starts with one of the 99. It starts with one, one person. And it's, and it becomes a collective, you know, vision of people who come together with that same standard in mind that he's already set for us for us for mm. us to then be able to use that fundamentally for ourselves and for us to then be able to build upon because when we're when we do that first then we're building upon something that's more comprehensive for us 
and helps mm. us all to be able to build and help each other out in, in that way as well. The mm. standard has been set then when you see it in the text already. It's just that we've seen, mm. uh, you know, translations and the different inter interpretations and perspectives occur in society, which, you know, cause some people to pause or have questions or doubts or concerns uh, just because of what they hear versus, you know, retorting back to what, you know, the original text itself says that already has legacy built into it versus mm. our own versions of it. So mm. like in scripture too, like he chose us before the foundation of the world. He chose mm. us. He knew us. He chose us. Mm. He has a plan and a purpose for each person out there today. But what against the flesh today? If you read in the book of Romans, it's about the flesh and the spirit. What, what they are, they're at combat with each other, all at one another, fighting against one another. And that's why we as individuals have to be on guard, have to be standing firm in what we believe in our life as, as individuals today, in our faith in Jesus, what he did for us, and allowing it to be of who we are and whose we are and what we represent today. Because the new us is not our, the old me. Our old me is died through Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but who? Christ lives in me. That is mm -hmm. all new us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to this next scripture. I think we'll get more in depth. I don't want to uh, too much time to what we can do. Our next scripture is in Colossians chapter 3. And and Chris is going to read it for us. And and want to be talking a little bit about this. And what does that mean with our identity in Christ? built upon on this and we're going to look at some burials with this also absolutely so now that running into colossians 3 i think we're running right into what you were just saying right so it states since then you have been raised with christ set your heart on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god mm -hmm. right set your minds on things above not on earthly things for you mm. died and your life is now hidden within Christ in God. Mm. So, I mean, in order to actually become close to God, the problem is, is that God wants you there. And I hear it a lot come up where people are like, how can God, you know, send people to internal damnation and send them to hell and things like that and be a loving God. God didn't choose that. He mm. wants the relationship with us. When you choose worldly things, to put in front of him and set those walls and boundaries, mm. what kind of power and limitations he can have in your life. That's your choice. He gave you that ability and you have to choose to take that off every day, remove that junk out of the way and focus on him and what the purpose was. And that's where the fulfillment comes because if you don't want to spend time with him, why would you want to spend time with him in eternity? You're just wanting what you want, right? That's wanting your cake and eating it too. I don't want to spend any time with you, but I don't want to go to hell. Hmm. Hmm. You Nick, I'll, I'll get on yeah, class. I, I, I feel like in addition to that, I feel like um, I feel I, I believe that uh, um, God you know, brings us here to you know to learn from you know, this, this this world that He has created for us. Um, he's given us the ability to be challenged and go through struggle and setbacks and failures and all those things uh can be you know interpreted as very good things for us because ultimately we grow from those very things we uh we end up developing the desire to want him uh you know and, and want to learn you know 
about him and learn to how to uh, uh, follow his path and, and chase after him you know, more so than uh, societal things. And I feel like if we didn't go through those challenges and those struggles and just everything that, that occurs you know, in, in this world that is pain and, and struggle uh, mm -hmm. that can ultimately lead to you know, better things for us, if we don't end up doing those things, we don't truly develop the individual desire for ourselves in our own hearts, in our own spirit to, mm -hmm. you know, want to know, you know, want to, you know, be above, you know, the, the world's desires instead, you know, you know, chase something that's more uh, everlasting and more eternal. And those are the very things that God's already, you know, instilled within us. We just happen to be uh, submerged around a world that is, uh, is, you know, broken and sinful, but doesn't mean that it has to, um, that has to hold us back. That has to mm. identify who we are. It doesn't mean it has to, you know, define us. It may for mm. some people, may for a lot of people, because we, we are all, you know, partaking in the same, the same world and in the same, you know, buffet, but we can choose, you know, to not, you know, do certain things as other people may do. We can choose to understand what it says in the, in the Bible, understand what the standard is and take it upon our own, our own self to adopt that standard you know, as opposed mm -hmm. to what continues to change and the world itself continues to change. But what doesn't mm -hmm. at all change is the legacy of what's written in, in that Bible there, that text yes. is standard there. And when we realize that, and when we see that all, everything else around us is just, it doesn't work 100% the way, you know, it, it can for us, where it fulfills us, instead of just simply making us happy, but it also fulfills us mm. and, and renews that happiness. And does. That's where we realize we can be doing better and we should be wanting to do better. And what is wanting to do better is wanting to know him and wanting to want him as well. You know, instead of just him wanting us, we have to reciprocate that, that desire as well. And when we develop that for ourselves, then we become much more intact with the, the flesh and the spirit where they're two different things. They, mm. they seem to be things that would not go together. But that's because they have their own unique qualities, their own unique differences that help mm. in you know like in collaboration there. So when we realize those things as well, it becomes a very new and more exciting standard for us to then take on and realize that you know we don't have have to feel like we are you know sacrificing things, but instead of replacing them with something better, mm. you know, with a better standard that's already been you know uh, in legacy. Mm. Well, send a high standard, send a standard of who we are in Christ and setting that firm foundation of what we believe and we're setting our our sights above. Mm -hmm. Setting our sights above what's hidden uh hidden what we have is Christ when our heart and lives and not what we represent. Our true identity is him representing in us, illuminating through us as we talked about last week, illuminating our thinking, illuminating within our hearts and what we're doing today because it puts into action and what we're doing. Faith is by doing, putting it into action. In our own life today, we see that in the book of James and how it puts plays into action with everything. But that's in the midst of our Christian life. It helps us to grow. Them trials help us grow. But talking about trials, we all have barriers that can get in the way. I wanna, I wanna get on a scripture now too that. You guys probably think, oh, this is a big uh, topic, Trent. I know. But Matthew 6, 25. I just want to hit on real quick. It says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. 
Isn't life more than food and your body is more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or sow food in barns or have any father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable? That word, valuable to him than they are. Can you all your worries at a single moment in your life? And then verse 20, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't walk or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you so have little faith? And I like this. And then it says, so don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These all dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all these things, all your needs. Seek the kingdom. I see this within our group a lot, guys. Like, teach what you teach online. And it says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I know that's a long, literally scripture, but worry is like a burial. Like I admit, my life, it happened. It does, but giving it to God, to God, you're in control. There's a question that I, I want to say this. A lot of people say, I know you mean well, but what you say, I'm not sure you can pull it off. That's like an example that someone can say about war. Anxiety is a bland distrust of the power and love of God. I'm going to say again. Anxiety is a blatant distrust of the power and the love of God. Because anxiety will destroy the boy. It's like the expressions of boy. What boy will do. What it will bring in the midst of our life today. What Jesus says about us. Not to worry about those things. Stop worrying. In the midst of those things. I want to tell you one little, two little things. Worry is unnecessary because of our Father. It's unnecessary. And what we're doing today. I know this is like me. But we work with the finances. Yes, I know finances is huge. But what to do with how to take care of business. I tell you, we have business people that can help you. Show you what you need to do to help you. That's what God has gifted them. What God has shown to them what to do. And we're here to do that. And also, God always feeds his children. God always provides in the midst of those situations. People worry about that and those needs today. Look at Job. In the same way, with everything that is going on around his life, he lost everything. I look within people's life today. Worry can be like a, it sucks you down. Sucks you so hard. But I look back in the scripture that Chris wrote. Think of the things above. Think of the things. Knowing that God is there going to be there with you. Taking care of you. No matter what you're going through in those situations today. Because we know that God is there. And God can accomplish anything productive in the midst of those in your life. Look in verse 27. It says, who of you by word can add a single hour of life. He's a God of production. In the midst of everything that's going on today and what is going on. I'll let you guys add on to this. If you guys have any other barriers. I know worry is a, a big barrier. 
I know there's a lot of different videos that many people can hear about today. You guys can go right at it because I, I know a lot of people like love to hear from you guys' point of view. So, I mean, we talked about this last night. Obviously, worry was not what it was, but busyness, right? Mm -hmm. And it always takes the form of something. The devil always finds a serpent to crawl into, mm. okay? And, and he weasels his way into your life. And that's where the separation comes from. Mm. And so you find yourself being using terms like worry or I'm busy or I've got so much other things going on or I'm so this or, I'm stressed out. Or, and the truth is, is that Christ is a mindset. OK, just like success is just like people say that you've got to change your mindset to be successful in anything else you do. This is the same thing. OK, and. Once you let go of the fact that you can't control any of this, people run around thinking, well, I show up at my job and I've worked here for 25 years and they, buddy, that job can go away tomorrow. Hmm. That you are only a quarter away from being somewhere you never knew you could be. Hmm. Okay. And so when you think that you have control of everything and you think that's when you're the most vulnerable. Hmm. And so when you can truly let go of that and focus on what's above and know why ever I'm here now, is what I have to deal with. The lessons that are happening in this season are something he is preparing me for so that he can use me as a weapon later if I allow him to do his work. Because his work is good. His yoke is light. His burden is, is easy, right? He's very clear about that. We, we talk about the straight path and we talk about how hard it is to get into the gate. The truth is it's hard because we make it hard, not because he set boundaries our limitations. That's why he sent his son mm. to eliminate the law because the law is what was going to stop us. We never mm. can be perfect. He gave his life so that we could get in. And all we have to do is know that we can't do it. It's not mm. for us to do, it's for him. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. Amen. What God has given to us. For Nick, yeah, I, I know it says in Galatians 5 1, it says, The freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, mm -hmm. then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by yoke of slavery. That's like the burden in the midst of all in life. Eh? And then Romans 7 4, I love this. And so, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, so you might belong to another, to him. He was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit for God. You're taking that old, bearing it through through him in the midst of your life you're basically taking that old and giving it to christ and god this is you he's taking a heavy load luggage in the midst of all in life today and giving it to him that nick yeah, yeah I, I mean i believe as well that uh you know any worry or concern that uh, we find ourselves having just because of you know we don't know the we we don't know even the unknowns like what happens tomorrow. Those are the very things that uh, you know the devil try you know tries to latch onto and amplify because he knows that we don't know these things, but mm. he doesn't know that we already know that God does, and he's already you know and God's already given us the you know the standards again to um, arm us now for what, what's happening now, so that mm. we can then use that for a later process. And then that that means that we are as of right now investing in the future. We are investing for tomorrow, and what you know what that will end up looking like as well, because we are already equipping ourselves with a standard. 
with that mindset with the only thing about the only thing that we can control is our responses to whatever is you know thrown in front of us here whatever god is bringing to us and what he whatever he is doing for us in, in those time periods and what he does separately from what the devil's trying to do as well it comes down to our control over how we respond to that those actions themselves you know, any sort of negativity, any sort of negative news, whether it be worldly, domestically, individually, like ourselves personally, all of them are and end up being just issues in the end. But it comes down to us and how we, you know, take our own faith at, at face value, understand the depths of, of how strong it is, you know, for us in our relationship with God and realize that that is what empowers our response to whatever is happening, you know, versus mm-hmm. instead of like whatever ends up, you know, coming, you know, to us, we already know that we have capabilities of being able to respond to that adequately, re- respond to that intelligently, respond to that in a uh, strong, you know, spiritual way. And that helps us to then empower ourselves later on. And anything that we might, of course, get tripped up on, because anything like that can happen, and of course, we are of human condition, that will end up helping us in the end as well, because mm-hmm. they'll mm-hmm. help us to improve, you know, what we, what we saw or what we thought we were hopefully in control of. Well, now we have you know, more of a uh, understanding to control ourselves even better, or at least open ourselves up to vulnerability so that then when we uh, end up tripping up, we realize what actually did happen. And we realize that that can still happen, you know, even if um, our responses we were hoping for the best of, mm. we can still learn from what happened there and be, you know, humble and appreciative enough to have that be something that transforms us, you know, for, be- for the better. Yep. Good word. Transformation. That's how the mm-hmm. spirit works within us. And spirit is the, in the Greek, it's Pericles, comes alongside. Spirit comes alongside, transforms mm-hmm. us, works within us. Once I, as we close here, guys and people that are watching, that we are no longer bound to that law. Another law because similar chapter, but it says in, in Romans, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ. We mm-hmm. died to the body of Christ. And then in Galatians 2.19, for the law, through the law, I died to the law so that I may live for God. We're living through God. We're living through Him, His standards. Not say God wouldn't offer us salvation by God, grace through faith, then switch it up by saying we need to grow to the walks. No, it's through grace, through faith. Mm-hmm. In Jesus, that's what God has given to us and shown to us. That's a great opportunity. Say, Jesus, I'm not giving you my life today. I haven't given you. Can I tell you, it's not too late. Can I tell you, hell is real. I'm going to tell you, we, we will talk about it on this broadcast. I might. Because it's it's real. People don't realize how dangerous it is. We're going to get into it. We will. But I'm going to say this. We, we were stamped with him. That's identity. It's what we want to stamp our life with. Do we want to stamp our life with his identity within us or the world standards mm-hmm. and the world's ways and what we're doing today? I no longer live, but who lives? Christ lives in me. To me, mm-hmm. that's a daily progress, daily step. You allow God's will to hide in your heart. You allow his will to lead you and direct you. No matter what you're in, your life is hidden with Christ. You're given those voice, given those things to God in the midst of those barriers so he can knock down them walls of barriers so he can help you and build within you. Mm-hmm. I want to give you that opportunity and with prayer 
let us know if you need prayer. Send us a message on this. People that are watching, share this with somebody that needs this. Because God said, we're on a spiritual identity crisis today. No matter what we're in, we have to be ready. Stand firm. Says, stand firm. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. We have to submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That is it. Submitting to God, resisting the devil. That is our command. What God told us. He also reminded Joshua, be strong and courageous. It's not just men. It's men and women. What we're doing today. Let's be firm. Let's be strong. Let's be courageous in his name. I'm going to give this opportunity. And then Nick is going to close us out in prayer. This opportunity. If anyone that have questions about the faith. Want to ask Chris, Nick, or myself, put in the chat. We can happy to help you. We'll email you from our ministry what we can do to help encourage you. Get connected with a group. That is huge. Part of connection is huge within a group. You have to go isolate yourself. Be with a group. Connect with a group. Grow in the world. Allow God's world to be your map of life. No matter what you're in today. That's growth right there. And you probably saying, all right, how did I do this stuff? Said, Jesus, I'm a sinner. You died upon the cross for me. I know I can't have this life on my own. My life is built on you. And I'm giving my life to you today. On this day. On this specific day. I give my life to you. My kills unto you. I lay my life down at the foot of the cross. That is you. And Nick's going to pray in the midst of that prayer. If you did that, let us know. we love to help you and grow with you in the midst because it's not by accident. God loves you. Jesus loves you. I love you. These guys love you. He's out with you every step. Nick, go ahead, man. Yeah, so I'm closing. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for today. We thank you for this uh, this opportunity to be able to uh, jump on live here um, with uh, with Trent, with Chris, and, my, and myself here to uh, talk about the Lord here, to talk about your word, um, to talk about its uh, relevance in our own lives individually and how it can uh, strengthen us and help us be able to uh, recover as well from any uh, you know, struggles or uh, vulnerabilities that we've been uh, struggling with, that those vulnerabilities can help us uh strengthen and you know transform in in our own in our own light in our own spirits uh when we are vulnerable uh, to to you god and we uh submit to you as we uh flee from the devil himself and when we recognize these these things uh that can help us to not only strengthen ourselves and our faith as Mm, uh, you look through us but it can also help to strengthen others who are going through those same processes or they're coming through their own journey of uh coming to learn about you, uh, Lord, and, and continue to understand who you are, which then helps them to um, understand you know them better and be able to transform their lives better and give themselves mm-hmm. a better standard and a foundation that they previously had, Lord. We pray, Lord, that uh, that this broadcast here, uh, that it uh, reaches you know the people who are going through their own struggles, who are going through their own concerns, who are going through their own doubts, who are going through you know, their own sort of insecurities that they are uh, battling with and, and trying to work out. Um, we, we help, we help and hope that, uh, that this broadcast here helps them to, uh, resolve those, 
those sort of uh, situations that they're going through um, and help resolve that by turning to you, Lord, by turning to you, Lord, and, and understanding uh, what your standards are and uh, and how your, your love continues to, to tra- transform our lives and um, how you continue to do things for us, Lord, and how we can and ourselves empower ourselves uh, to respond to, you know, whatever situation is coming to our lives and help us to grow from anything that um, is in the past that we can then, you know, turn mm-hmm. towards you and turn towards our future, turn, to our, turn towards our future with you, Lord. So it's in these things we pray, Lord, in your holy and unmatched name. Amen. Hey, guys, stay tuned next week. We're going to look in. What does God, how does God see me and him? And check it out next week, guys, on the Spiritual Identity Crisis Part 6. You guys are how many parts is this? So I'm going to go as long what we can because it's all a Spiritual Identity Crisis today. I just want to say thank you for watching today, friends, family, from uh, my Reverend Trent here and my friends here. And we are so grateful you got to join us today. God bless you. Jesus loves you. And be blessed in his name. God bless you guys.